Yo, 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 what's up coaches? Week 12 edition. Can't believe it's already here. Dang. Thanksgiving this week. Trade deadline this week. Some huge fab dollars, I'm sure. Gonna be thrown around this week, preparing for the uh, for the playoffs, playoff push, if you will. Couple teams setting up real nice. Real nice, Clark, real nice. Um... Uh, a couple of the teams in a uh, basically do or die uh, game or matchup this week, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll check out if uh, any trades go down. Check out the fab, see how much cash is thrown around. We'll get into some recaps, some you know the standings, playoff scenarios, stuff like that. So let's dive on in. All right, let's look at some scores from week 12. Highest scoring winner, replacements in a shellacking of Project Mayhem, 134.7 to 63.3. I know Aaron was a little worried about claiming the lowest point total scored in a week uh, earlier before the uh, Monday night game, but I think he surpassed it with 63. I think the lowest is somewhere in the 40s. Um, if someone knows, correct me. But uh, yeah, uh, let's, let's keep it moving. Uh, let's see. Second highest scoring, that is yours truly, Orange Crush. 125.6 to Taco Corps. 119.3. It's a huge game for me. Right, a huge game for Taco Corp. Knocked him down. So, um, uh, yeah, we'll get into his uh, predicament later on. Um, third highest winner, Football Cheezus, 123.7 to Chalupa Batman's 103.9. I think Josh is effectively eliminated. Um, I don't think a seven and seven team is gonna make the uh, playoffs. I think he's I think he's done so. Uh, fourth highest winner, Nashville Goronky Tonks, one twenty point six to Coop Dogs, one twelve point seven. That was a huge win for the Gronks. Kept him in uh, playoff contention. Um, I think he's he's tied for third or fourth now. I'm pretty sure something like that. But uh, we'll get we'll get into that later. Um, and fifth highest winner, fucking. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> got the W, even though it didn't start a fucking tight end. Um, setting an illegal lineup, Cody. I don't know what your game is. I don't know what your angle is. But, hey, you still got the win. 86.4 to Toon Squads, 81.8. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's the uh, that's the scoreboard. Um, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of big wins this week. A lot of big wins. Um Huge wins, if you will. But, we'll, like I said, we'll dive into that later. That's the scoreboard. Um, let's get into the fab. All right, coaches. Let's look at the fab this week. Number one, A.J. Brown, $18 to Mr. Taco Corp. Um, let's see if there's any AJ Browns out there. Replacements had a $2 bid on them. Fall Guys had a $0 bid on them. I think that's it. 
All right. Number two, Orange Crush picked up Benny Snell Jr. for $16. And right on his heels, Football Jesus put a claim in for $14 for him. So good there. Uh, good bid there for myself. Um, replacements had a $2 bid on him as well. Uh, Benny Snell, Fall Guys had a $0 bid on him. Uh, yep, I think that's it. All right, so good bid there for myself. Uh, Football Cheeses, $6, Panthers DST. Um, no one else had a claim on them. Uh, $2 for Robbie Anderson for the replacements. I don't think anybody else had uh, had that. Yeah, okay. So, could have gone for free there, Trevor. Uh, number five, Project Mayhem picked up Rob Gronkowski. Does he know something that we don't? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Uh, let's see, number six, Chris Carter's Fall Guys picked up Naheem Himes for $0. Uh, seven, Fall Guys picked up Tony Pollard for $0. And eight, Randall Cobb, $0 for the Chris Carter Fall Guys. Um, let's see, Fall Guys had a lot of uh, unclaimed or unsuccessful bids. Uh, let's see, who else did he have? He had a $0 bid on Gus Edwards, $0 bid on Darrell Williams, and a $0 bid on... Auden Tate. I assume that's all just to, uh, just in case he didn't get a couple players. So, uh, smart on Cody putting in multiple bids and um, got what he wanted, I guess. Um, yeah. All right. So that's the fab. Let's get into some. Uh, actually, this week we're going to look at some trades. So let's get into that next. Alright, trade deadline has passed. Let's see what went down. Alright, first trade of the day. Chalupa Batman sends Rashad Penny to Orange Crush. And Orange Crush sends Damien Williams and my second and third draft pick for next year to Chalupa Batman. Um, This was to lock up uh, Carson, his handcuff. Um... Been fumbling a lot. I don't like it. I don't think he does either, and neither does Coach Carroll. So, just in case there's a slight chance where they bench Carson for a game or two for disciplinary reasons, whatever you want to call it, I I just needed him. That's that's why I gave it my second and third because Trevor has my first. So I'm out my first, second, and third next year. So fingers crossed that I win the championship, or else it's all for nothing. But. Moving on, second trade of the day. Toon Squad sends Brandon Cooks and Ezekiel Elliott to Chris Carter's Fall Guys. And they receive uh, Tyler Lockett, or Toon Squad receives Tyler Lockett, Le'Veon Bell, and Alshon Jeffrey. Um, at first, you look at it, you think Cody wins. Uh, getting a Zeke, getting Zeke. I mean, he's prime time runner. Um, but you got to think Tyler Lockett, very good. I don't know about Jeffrey. I'm kind of wishy washy on him, but Tyler Lockett, a solid piece for, for the old tune squad. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I know he's getting up there in age, but, but, uh, he sat out a whole year. Uh, he's just getting, be his, or getting used to his new teams, his linemen and all that. 
So it could, it could work out for Toon Squad, but I mean, Chris Carter's fall guys needed Zeke for uh, needing another stud running back for the uh, playoff push. So can't blame him there. And then I don't know about Brandon Cooks. I haven't been keeping up with, with him. I know he's been out for a while. I don't know if it's concussion reasons or something else. But like I said, I haven't been keeping up with him why he's been out. But basically what I like to do in these big trades um, I, I think Cooks and Lockett is, is sort of a wash. Like once Cooks is, is fully healthy, I mean, he's just as good as, as Tyler Lockett. So basically Toon Squad traded Zeke for Le'Veon Bell and Alshon Jeffrey. And then on the surface of it, I don't think I would have accepted that. But that's me. That's, that's not how I run my team. So it's uh, to each their own. All right, let's move it on to the last trade of the day. It was Taco Corp and Coop Dog. Let's see here. Taco Corp trades Will Fuller and Steelers DST to Coop Dog. And Coop Dog sends Devin Singletary and Bears DST to um, Taco Corp. So, um, I know Will Will Fuller's coming off a big game. uh, And Steelers DST is... It's probably last at least last three, maybe four weeks. They've probably been the number one DST. Um, they've just been insane. But um, trading a running back for a second, I don't want to say second tier, but he's second on his own team. Because, I mean, as long as Hopkins is there, Fuller isn't going to be the lead dog. But Singletary looks like he's in line to be the, the uh, lead running back especially this year and then probably for the foreseeable future. So in my eyes, I know wide receivers last longer than running backs, but when you're just getting Singletary, he'll be going into a second year next year. Um, yeah, you'll be Taco Corp at least have him for the next four or five years. So, and he's, he's pretty good pass catcher. So he'll be good in half PPR. So, um, on the surface, I, I think I would, I would say, Taco Corp won the deal 55-45. Like, he barely edged him out just because I like getting running backs uh, instead of uh, wide receivers. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But uh, solid trades all around. I know on the surface it looks like some people uh, won more than others. But, hey, that's fantasy football. I've seen trades in the past where I thought a coach won 90-10 to or, you know, percentage-wise. And then it comes back. Hey, two years later, uh, actually the other coach won because the other guy's hurt or he's out of the league or whatever. So you never know. We'll see. So, uh, yeah, like I said in the group text, um, I thought there was going to be a lot more trades. But uh, as Cody pointed out, there was only three out of contention. So there wasn't too many sellers. So I guess that makes sense as well. So, all right, that is the trades at the uh, trade deadline. Week 12 matchup, replacements versus Project Mayhem. Replacements takes them down 134 to 63. Let's let's uh, check in the, with the replacements. Watson 18, Fournette, huge game. Him and, him and Henry, 32.4 for Fournette, 31 for Henry. Uh, yeah, used to have both of them on my team. They're, I knew they'd be touchdown uh Touchdown scorers, touchdown producers, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, they're just they're just fucking beasting right now. Um, Hopkins twenty four, you like seeing that? 
Um, Evans down down game against Atlanta only seven. Greg Olson seven. Tyrell two point eight. Don't like that. Um, don't know if he meant to start him or or uh, switch him out for the first and buys. Um, DJ Chark eight point three. A little down game for him. And then Falcons D uh, three. I think that was a late pickup for him. So <coughs> excuse me. God damn. All right, let's move it to Project Mayhem. Not too much to say here. Uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown had a good game, 18. Ravens DST, 15. Everyone else just shit the bed, Harris. Um, seven points for Zach. James White only point four. Oof, that's rough. McKissick, three. San- Emmanuel Sanders, two. Uh, you expected more from Sanders. Um, I think you only got one or two catches, so down game for him. Uh, Ryan Griffin, another, uh, I mean, solid game for, for a tight end. Got you eight, or uh, almost nine points. DK Metcalf, I think he I think he dropped a touchdown, so could have had a better stat line, but only got five. But, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered for, for Aaron. He, he got blown out of the water, so. All right, that wraps that one up. Replacements taken down, Project Mayhem, 134-63. Week 12 recap, Orange Crush and Taco Corp. I squeaked one out here. I thought Taco Corp was going to get me, but uh, squeaked it out 125-119. to 119. Um, Yeah, <laughs> let's... Let's get into my team. Jameis uh, replacing Mahomes on the bye week. Uh, he actually did pretty well, 27 points. Had me scared there for a while. Threw two interceptions in the first quarter. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Here we go, Jameis. Um, 29 for McCaffrey. I mean, what's new? Carson only seven. Um, he had a little bit of fumbleitis. Um, not the game that I was expecting against Philly, but they did have a good run they do have a good run defense, um, so obviously expecting more than seven. But uh, I'm, you know, I wasn't expecting, you know, McCaffrey uh, game line. Uh, Julio nine points, um, solid game, but you expect more uh, going against Tampa Bay and that shitty ass pass defense. Um, Jameson Crowder, this was an odd one. Uh, great matchup against Oakland, only caught two passes. Um, I thought he was actually he actually might be able to blow up, but. What well, in the cards? Uh, Ertz got me 21. Love seeing that. A um, bunch of wide receivers were down for Philly. So um, if Alshon Jeffrey and Aguilar and all them could uh, take a few more games off, that would be great for Zach Ertz. Uh, Mixon, 7.9. Pittsburgh's got a pretty good defense. And, you know, when you're the only star in town, they're, they're going to load the box against you. Uh, Samuels, uh, he shit the bed against Cincinnati. He had a... Wonderful, wonderful matchup. Didn't capitalize on it. Um, Bills defense, 15. Like seeing that. Uh, going against my real-life team, Denver. Um, they fucking suck. But, hey, we're trying to uh, we're trying to suck for the uh, quarterback or a quarterback, whatever. Um, all right, let's move to Taco Corp. Jimmy G had 18. Aaron Jones. Whew. Talk about poop in your big boy pants. 3.8. Bad game for him Sunday night. But that San Francisco defense is pretty pretty studly. Uh, Ronald Jones, a solid game. 14. O- OBJ, 17. Like seeing that. He got in the end zone. Chris Godwin had a godly game. He had almost 37 points. 
there for a while, Jameis had like 150 yards uh, passing, and I think Chris Godwin had like 121 of them. I was like, you fucking kidding me. Um, Hollister, he almost had a touchdown. I was watching Red Zone, and uh, Wilson airmailed it, so luckily he didn't get that touchdown, or I might have lost. Um, only beating by six points, so uh, Michael Gallup. Uh, seven and a half. Oh, I skipped Montgomery. Four points. Uh, that Chicago run. That, that whole Chicago offense is just garbage. Um, I mean, can't really trust Montgomery, but uh, I mean, if you got to play him, you got to play him. Uh, Gallup, seven and a half. I thought his last catch on that faux Hail Mary at the end of that game, I thought it was going to fuck me. Uh, and then Steelers, DST, only 14. Like the last three weeks, I think they've been scoring 20 or more. So. Uh, glad they didn't do that. Um, but yeah, squeaked it, squeaked out a win, stayed atop the, uh, stayed atop the standings. So, uh, I like where, we're, I like where we're at. Uh, and Justin moved him to six and six. So he pretty much has to win out pretty sure. And, uh, next week I'll have Mahomes and Hill all back from by. So, um, looking to, uh, take nudge out. All right. That's the end of that one. Week 12 recap. Football, Jesus, and Chalupa Batman. Huge win for Jesus. Knocking out Batman from the playoff contention. Um, he beat him up. Beat him up pretty good. 123 to 103. Let's look at f- football, Jesus, here. 19 points for Allen. You like that going against the Denver D. Three points for Gurley. Uh, Rams had a bad time against Baltimore. Whew, that was terrible. Three points. Don't like that. Um, still got the win, though. So that's all that matters. Kamara, 14. Decent game. You expect more against Carolina's rush defense. I don't think it's not It's it's not the greatest. But uh, you do got to like this. DJ Moore, 31 points. Fucking blew up. Um, I think he went over 100 and got a couple touchdowns. So you got to like seeing that. Court and Sutton. He got the Tredavious White treatment, only 3.2 um, fantasy points. And, yeah, if you got a wide receiver one going against Buffalo and or New England, you might want to sit him because uh, Gilmore and, and White are are uh, 1A and 1B when it comes to corners. Uh, they're, they're fucking ridiculous. Uh, Kittle back after a two-week hiatus, got him 24. He's back into uh, midseason form. Marvin Jones, 7 points. Debo Samuel, 12 points. Solid game there. And Lions DST, got you 8. So, didn't hurt you too bad. Um, so, moving on to Chalupa. Uh, this, was a, this was a shocker. Matt Ryan against Tampa Bay's shitty-ass pass defense. Seven, 7.6 points. That was a head-scratcher. That's for sure. And then Barkley, another... He must not be right. I don't know. This has been like three games in a row. He scored seven or less. Um, yeah, just not the greatest year for Barkley with the injuries and and rookie quarterback, people stacking the box. So, yeah, it's tough to run against. Nick Chubb, 26, another huge game for him, but, you know, wasn't enough for Chalupa Batman to get the W. Uh, Cooper Cup, six. Uh, Allen Robinson, he finally had a blow-up game. He got you 25. Andrews, five. I mean, that's what you're going to get with Andrews. He's pretty much um, touchdown dependent. Uh, if he doesn't get a touchdown, he's 
he's just going to get you that four to seven point range. So, I mean, you basically say that about all tight ends, but um, especially Andrews since they run the ball a lot there. Uh, Phillip Lindsay, it's only seven points. That's just tough defense in Buffalo to go against. It's just tough. Um, Calvin Ridley, 19. Uh, at least one wide receiver had a, had a good game. Uh, I think I think that Gage guy for Atlanta had a good game. Um, I know Julio was hurt there for like a quarter or so with the shoulder, so hopefully he can come back. Um, so, yeah, Calvin Ridley. 19 points, uh, and then Jaguars DST, negative one. I don't know if Josh has taken the Jaguars D out of his starting lineup. He might need to look into getting a better defense um, there, Josh. So, all right, that wraps that one up. Oh, forgot Josh had, uh, look on his bench, he had Ryan Tannehill, 32 points. That would have been... Might have been the, let's see, only lost by 20 or something. Yeah, that could have been the winner. If you started Tannehill, Josh, could have won the game. All there is to it. Um, all right, that's it from this for uh, this matchup. Let's get into the next one. Week 12 recap. Nashville, Gronky Tonks versus Coop Dog. Gronky Tonks come out on top, 120.6. To 112.7. Huge win for Frank. Um, if he didn't win this one, um, yeah, Coop, Coop Dog would be in third place. And Gronks, I think you'd be tied for sixth or seventh or something like that. You'd be down there with, with uh, Deb and Justin clawing your way back into the playoffs. But got the win and setting you up pretty. Um, let's see what old Gronks had. Uh, started Baker Mayfield this week, 26.6. Um, his quarterback on by no he had Rodgers hey good pickup for Frank um benched Rodgers going against 49ers so 26 for Mayfield only seven for Hyde uh, Scarborough got you 7.8 uh Adams decent game at 15 John Brown decent game at 10 Darren Waller had a good matchup against the Jets only got you five points but that whole Raiders team just didn't show up that was terrible uh, Ingram, 27.3. You got to love seeing that um, Sunday night. Um, Ingram, the last few weeks, has been uh, carrying the Gronks, that's for sure. And then Tevin Coleman, I think he fell into the uh, end zone. I think he got the first touchdown, so um, 11 points there. And then Browns, D.C., got you eight. Uh, solid there. Coop Dog, Lamar Jackson gets you 36, and you still lose. Like about one third of your points or one fourth, whatever you want to say. Um, Michelle only eight. He's he's hit or miss. That whole Patriots offense hit or miss, depending on who gets the touchdown. But that was a shitty rain or uh, shitty conditions in uh, uh, Gillette Stadium. Uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, another Raider down game. That that was just a piss poor game from the Raiders. Uh, Galladay only eight. Uh, looks like Driscoll's got a. Got a hard on for um, uh, Jones instead of Galladay, so I don't know if Galladay is going to have the upside uh, that he's used to having with uh, Stafford. But who knows? We'll see. Come uh, Thanksgiving, they got the first game as per usual, and then uh, it doesn't doesn't help you out. Nudge that Cooper and Hawkinson got as many fantasy points as you and I did. Big whopping zero. Um. 
Singletary got you 14. Again, he's the lead dog there in Buffalo. Got to like that. Uh, Jarvis Landry, thank God you started him. He, he, he at least kept it close for you. He got you almost 35 points. Love seeing that. And then the Bears DST only six. So, looking at your bench. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thursday night, you didn't start Jonathan Williams. That could have been the game changer. Game changer for sure. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, Jonathan Williams. You started him, Nudge, instead of, oh, Jacob or Michelle or somebody. Um, definitely would have won that one. So, that's all right. You win some, you lose some. Learn from your mistakes, and we'll keep it moving. All right, last recap of the week. Chris Carter's Fall Guy squeaks by Toon Squad, 86-81. Toon Squad had a chance to win it. Brandon Cooks fucking did anything. Hadn't done anything all season. I know he's been injured, but Cody still squeaks it out. Keeps him in pace uh, with myself, tied for first. So let's get into it. Drew Brees got you 25. I uh, liked seeing that. Le'Veon Bell, 13. Not the greatest, but still pretty good. Uh, Jordan Wilkins. Cody claimed that he got the uh, Indianapolis starting running back for free. Um, and he got you zero points there, Cody. <laughs> but it didn't matter. You had two zeros on the week, and you still beat Zach. So, hey, whatever. Uh, more power to you. Tyler Lockett, only four points. A little disappointing. I know Philadelphia has a shitty pass defense, but uh, yeah, that was a shitty game all around for Philly and Seattle. Um, let's see, Michael Thomas, another huge game, twenty four uh, points. I like seeing that. Yeah, he's pretty gonna. He's pretty much gonna break Marvin Harrison's catch record. That's that's a no brainer. Um, and Cody's tight end. I'm looking around for him. I don't see him. Oh, that's right. He didn't start one. <laughs> Um, Devontae Parker, uh, 12 points. I said it last week. I think Parker might be a league winner for Cody. Uh, the matchups coming up next three to three or four weeks are pretty good for Miami. Pretty good. Um, started Brian Hill again. Got, he only got him four points. Uh, Saints DST only got him three. So, um, not the greatest scores, but Breeze and Thomas carried him. That's for sure. And then Toon Squad, nine points for Wilson. Nah, not the greatest. Hunt at least got you 11. That's pretty good for a second-string uh, running back. Kalen Blosh, 3. Brandon Cooks, 4. Edelman, decent game, 13. But, I mean, you know, he gets a lot of catches. Cook, solid game against uh, uh, Carolina. I think he got into the end zone. And then Zeke, um, I don't know if he scored. No, they didn't score, they didn't score a touchdown. But a lot of yardage, uh, you know, they should have kept feeding him. That's for sure. Uh, Frank Gore, hey, congrats, got to third overall in the rushing title or rushing leader. Yeah, whatever. He passed Barry Sanders uh, six, six and a half points there. And then Raiders DSC got you zero. That's, that was just a bad matchup. But, yep, that does it for this one. Let's move it on to the standings. Week 12 standings. Number one, Orange Crush, yours truly, 8-4. Five-game winning streak. Got to like that, heading to the playoffs. 
Uh, Chris Carter's Fall Guy is number two at eight and four. Uh, by the skin of his teeth this week, he uh, keeping pace with me. Um, uh, the uh, first and second place teams from last year, both on top so far, but we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, number three, replacements, seven and five. Number four, Coop Dog, seven and five. And number five, Nashville Gronky Tonk, seven and five. All right, tied for, what would that be? I guess six, sixth place? Yeah. Football Cheeses, six and six. And Taco Corp, six and six. Uh, number eight, Chalupa Batman, five and seven. I think he's pretty much eliminated, like I said earlier. Um, once you get seven losses, I think that's that's pretty much the end of the line for you, at least for uh, playoffs. Um, Toon Squad, four and eight. And uh, rounding out the bottom, Project Mayhem, two and ten. Not a great year for Harris. I've... Uh, I think I've said that plenty of times, but uh, let's see here. Uh, I was looking at the points for, points against, uh, win streaks. Let's see. Fall Guys on a two win streak. Uh, Cheese is on a two win streak. Uh, Gronky Tonk's on a three win streak. That's uh, coming at a great time for him. Um, let's see. Anybody else? Nope. I think that's it. Um, points for, uh, like Cody said in the text. Text chain earlier, the top four are all in the top four um, for points scored. Uh, Jesus, not far behind at five. Um, let's see, points against. Um, yeah, that good for Trevor. L- least amount of points scored against him. Just under a tick of 1,300 compared to Project Mayhem's 1,541 scored against him. <laughs> rough year, Harris, rough year. Uh, Coop Dog actually... He is, uh, let's see, he's third in points for and second most points against. So rough matchups, same for me, most points scored and third points against. So up up and down year, up and down year. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into some uh, playoff scenarios next. Right, playoff scenarios. Been sitting in this hotel room for about the last hour, opening up spreadsheets, looking at points against, average points per game, records, who plays who, and and whatnot. And um, with two games left, there's there's so many scenarios. <laughs> so what I did, the easiest ones were Deb and Justin because they. They both have to win out, so we know their scenario. So you know, if they lose one one more game, they're pretty much done. So, and I did the bare minimum where they would get they would be uh, one of the four teams with the highest record. So I manipulated uh, the other wins and losses, and to get the other teams to seven and seven, and those teams would uh, Deb and Justin would be eight and six to uh, sneak into the playoffs and come to find out it all they need the same scenario to happen except for obviously uh deb needs justin to lose to aaron week 14 and then justin needs deb to lose to um lose to zach this week 
So, here we go. Let's break it down. Um, like I said, both scenarios are the same. Uh, Justin and Deb both need Trent and Cody to win out. So, we would both move to 10 and 4. Um, I would beat Nudge and Frank. Cody would beat Trevor and Zach. Um, they both need Trevor to lose out. So, they would lose to Cody this week. And Trevor would lose... Or, okay, in Deb's scenario, Deb would beat Trevor to move him to 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, They both need Nudge to lose to me this week and then beat Josh. Well, I guess the Josh, Josh one doesn't really matter. Um, he could lose as well, technically, I guess. Um, uh, they both need Frank to lose out. Uh, lose to, uh, let's see, is this Deb's scenario? Yeah, Deb's scenario to... Um, Lose to Justin and lose to uh, Trent. Week 14. Uh, Deb would need to win out, beat Zach this week and Trevor. This is Deb's scenario. And then he needs Justin to beat Frank and then lose to Aaron. And then flip-flop that for Justin. Justin would need um, Zach to lose this week. Or Deb to lose to Zach this week. And then Justin would need to beat Frank this week and Aaron in week 14. Um... With these scenarios, I, I pretty much did the the minimum amount of winning. Um, I assumed wins for people who played Zach, Aaron, or Josh, um, just because they were the lower teams. And since they're not playoff impactful, I just assumed they're going to get the win just to see who would uh, who would come out on top. So, in Deb's scenario. Uh, Trent would be 10 and 4, Cody 10 and 4, Trevor 7 and 7, Nudge 8 and 6, Frank 7 and 7, Deb 8 and 6, and Justin 7 and 7. So that would make Deb um, 8 and 6 while Nudge is 8 and 6. And I think Nudge has them on points. So as long as Nudge keeps it up, Nudge will move to the third spot. Deb would be the fourth spot. Um, Justin, same, uh, same. Same records, just flip flop him and Debs. Um, Trent ten and four, Cody ten and four, Trevor seven and seven, Nudge eight and six, Frank seven and seven, Deb is seven and seven, and Justin eight and six. And then he would have to go against Nudge uh, f- for uh, points scored, which I, which Nudge has the uh, has the tiebreaker. So yeah, like I said, I just did the bare minimum to get Justin and Deb into the playoffs, into that fourth spot. Since they're a game behind Trevor, Nudge, and Frank, um, I played around some scenarios with uh, Frank, Trevor, and Nudge. But since they're a game behind me and Cody, and then a game above Deb and Justin, there's just so many scenarios that um, it, it was just crazy. Um, for uh, let's see here. I was playing around. There is a scenario where Nudge could get the top seed. <laughs> um, he would go nine and five, and everybody else, the other seven of us, would go eight and six. So uh, in that scenario, Trent would uh, go zero and two, lose to Nudge, lose to Frank, could be eight and six. Cody would. Um, oh shit! No, Cody would be nine and five. Holy shit. Okay. Well, I fucked that up. Um, I don't know if Nudge can, because he needs he needs Trevor to go one and one 
Cody would be one once it actually Cody would be nine and five. So as long as if Nudge, I'm confusing myself. I'm sorry, fellas. <laughs> I told you this is this is fucking crazy. Um, yeah, Cody would be nine and five. Nudge would be nine and five. Frank eight and six. He would uh, lose to Justin and then beat Trent. Uh, Justin, he would be, uh, yeah, he would beat Frank and beat Aaron. He'd get moved to eight and six. Deb would beat Zach and beat Trevor and they'd be eight and six. So I think the highest nudge can get is nine and five. Same as Cody. Um, and I think nudge has him on point. So yeah, okay. I guess, I guess I was right. Um, he would be the, uh, number one seed, um, same goes for Trevor. I think he's second in points, so just um, flip-flop those records. Trevor would be 9-5, and five, uh, as well as Cody would be 9-5, and five, but I think he would have him on points as well. So there is a scenario where Trevor, Nudge, um, both can be number one seeds if it works out, as long as, you know, the points, points scored uh, stands. Um... Yeah, so, basically, um, if me and Cody win this week, we'll both have nine wins. I think that pretty much guarantees a playoff spot. Um, Deb and Justin both need to win out. Uh, I mean, as soon as they lose one, they're basically out of the playoffs. So, they got to win out for their chances. And then a couple breaks here and there, as I described earlier. Um Trevor, Nudge, and Frank, I think as long as you win, if they win this week, gives them eight wins, that gives them over a 50% shot to uh, make the playoffs. I mean, I'm just spitting out the ass here, so bear with me. Um, Because Trevor and Nudge both have more points than Cody. Um... Yeah, they're higher scores than Cody. Um, yeah, I think as long as as long as those two win, they need to. Um, man, I just keep looking at this. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm I'm rambling here. I thought I had my thoughts collected, but yeah, yeah, a lot of shit can happen for Trevor Nudge and Frank. Um, just win this week and. For Trevor Nudge and Frank, and you'll be sitting pretty, and then it all comes down to the last week. Um, say Trevor Nudge and Frank all win, it all comes down to Trevor versus Deb, um, Nudge versus Josh, and Frank versus myself. So big matchups there for those three. But like I said, uh, Trent and Cody, as long as we win this next week or the, or the last week, we're we're pretty much in. And Deb and Justin need to win out just to have a shot. Um, and then a couple lucky breaks here and there. So, uh, okay, this was a uh, this was a long, long segment. Um, I rambled there here and there. So hopefully you you, you uh, caught up with me or uh, got what I was saying. But yeah, just just win. That's all you need. Just win, and it'll take care of itself. So, all right, that's the end of. Week 12 playoff scenarios, and then after this week, after after week 13, we'll have a better picture about who, who has the chance to make it and who doesn't. So, all right.
that wraps that up. Alright, bitches. Three quarter season awards. Um, I think after week eight, I trimmed down to three awards, so I'll just keep it rolling here. Um, had little, had little mix-up from all three last, last time. Um, last time it was, um, worst fab, best fab, and MVP. Um, worst fab was Ty Johnson, best was DJ Chark, and the mid-season MVP was Dalvin Cook. And guess what? We got three different ones this time. Three different ones. So, all right. Let's jump on in to best and worst fab. All right. Three-quarter season. Best and worst fab. Let's get to the worst first. Brian Hill, $47 to the Chris Carter Fall Guys. $47 and got seven points from him at, in two weeks. Um, everyone thought he was going to be the man. Uh, it just didn't work out. I think, the, <laughs> I think Brian Hill had the most fab put on him. Uh, I'm looking at it now. 47 for Fall Guys, 39 Gronks, 28 Squad. 27 Taco Corp uh, and $8 cheeses. So, yeah, there's a lot of money thrown at him. Uh, if he was a stripper, made some good money that week. That's for damn sure. But, yeah, Brian Hill, he's my worst fab of the year. Basically, just for the production and the amount it costs to get him. So, yeah, all right. And the best that I think um, he's, had, he's had a decent impact on this team. But I think he's going to be even bigger impact for the years to come. And it's going to be Debo Samuel, $8 to football Jesus. I I really liked him. I think I had him on my team for a week or two at the beginning. But, you know, injuries to Tyreek had to drop him and get someone else to, you know, actually play. He wasn't playing that much to begin with. Um, but, man, last two weeks at least, maybe three, maybe four, Samuel, he's uh, he's really turned it on. So I think I think um, football cheese has found a, a diamond in the rough, if you will. So he's got a nice little wide receiver receiver core, like I said uh, on the last pod. So yeah, Debo Samuel, best fab of the year so far. It only cost him eight dollars, and he could have a keeper for hell. You never know. Next ten years. So all right, let's move it on to the MVP. Three-quarter season MVP award goes to Christian McCaffrey. I don't like to toot my own horn, but we're in first place. Crushes. He's led me there. He's led me to the oh, – he hasn't led me to the promised lane yet, but he's almost scoring seven more points than Dalvin Cook per game. Basically a touchdown. Um – I mean, he's just been he's just been fucking stud, dude. Um, 
he's on pace to break all-time, or not all-time, I guess single-season um, yards in a year, scrimmage yards, if you will. Uh, I think Chris Johnson has 25.09 or something like that. And, yeah, as long as McCaffrey keeps his pace up, um, he'll break that. So he's just had a fucking crazy year. Uh, definitely helped my ass. If, if I didn't have – if he wasn't number one, say he was like the number five running back, uh, I'm sure there's some weeks where I would have lost and I'd be uh, instead of eight and four, I'd probably be six and six right now, maybe even five and seven, whatever the hell it would be. But, yep. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's the MVP so far, three-quarter season. Um the team he's on is uh, in first place, yours truly. Uh, he's the first place running back, um, beating the second place running back by seven points a game. Um, almost went with Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's been fucking stellar. Um, actually, he doesn't even have as many points as Christian McCaffrey. I'm looking at all of the all of the positions, sorting by points for. Yeah, he's beating Lamar Jackson by about roughly five-ish points. So that's crazy, um, beating a quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah, McCaffrey, MVP, um, three-quarter season. So, all right, everybody, that should be the end of the podcast. You all have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, I'll let Adam, Adam take you out.